what a weekend if you're of the Swindon Town persuasion wins for the men's team, women's team and academy uh, all in the same weekend. What a difference a couple of days can make, at least uh, in some instances anyway. We have a panel full of your fool's favourites. We seem to have a million and one things to talk about and one of our favourite guests returning. But the big question is, do we have a surprise waiting for you as well? I suppose we'll just have to wait and find out. Before all that, let's roll the titles. As always, live chat is available at our home on YouTube, on Facebook Live and on X, formerly known as Twitter. So please do get involved in every element of the discussion, including tonight's intro question. And as it's the last show for us in January, it is the last music themed question. So uh, what I would love to know is if we were to, you know, be really big time here at FRI and pay for royalties, and I was to get every individual member of FRI their own sort of walk-on music, who would have what? I'm going to challenge tonight's panel to pick someone other than themselves and what music would be theirs. Uh, but I've got a secondary intro question just for you watching and listening along, and that is what should the theme for the February intro questions be? Please send those in to the chat as well. Let's start by saying hello to our panellists. And you'll, I'm sure you'll notice a bit of a theme with the attire tonight. Good evening, Ben. Hello, Fifey. How are you today? Very well, thank you, mate. Got... You're, look, you're looking chirpy. I'm all right, mate. It's amazing what three points do. Amazing what three points do. It's been so long. I so enjoyed the weekend. Uh, just great football all round. Great football. And England won the cricket. It's lovely. It's lovely. So I've decided to put my favourite Harchester United shirt on. And, um, yeah, really pleased. Good, good. Uh, we've come straight in with a suggestion to, to the intro question for you. Uh, Thomas has said, good evening, everyone. Ben's would have to be I'm a Believer by the Monkees. Do you like that as a walk-on tune for you? Yeah, do you know what? Um, <laughs> my happy clapping days, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad one, to be fair. It's not a bad one for me. I'd, I'd say it's too bad, actually. Cheers for that. Good, good. Um, please, can you pick another fool and just offer uh, an intro music for them? Oh, it would have to be, um, that's the way. 
Hey, well, no, I've got it. It'd be Craig. I'm so excited. Yes, because he's the most excitable of all of us. Yes. <laughs> um, football aside and cricket aside, how was your weekend? It's been pretty good. I've had the boy over. We're, we've had a great weekend together. Uh, we've done lots of things. Uh, lovely day out in Cheltenham today. Um, it's a great day at the football, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he's gone home quite happy. Uh, I had my first um, Taco Bell today. And like we sort Never of gave it a... Was it? Oh, chill. Really good. Really good. It's better than KFC. Run better than KFC. Even the chicken, the the the, the 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 you know the chicken strippers, a lot better. A little bit seasoned. The burritos are good, and you, you make a selection of different things, and you know just so you can try, you I'm know. Sorry, and stuff I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, just, just briefly. I mm. get slandered for comparing KFC to Nando's, to actual chicken places. <laughs> and you've got Taco Bell. It's better than KFC. What it is? It is. I'm talking like your, your chicken strippers and that. So much better. I had um, what's it called? Like um, oh, it was one of the burritos. I've forgotten the name of it though. Really, really nice. You know, you get through all the cheeses and stuff and bits, and you get to the mints. Really so, flavoured them. Really flavoured them. I was really super excited. So, for those of us who haven't been, are you suggesting it's the subway of Mexican food? Oh, it's, it's better than subway. It's right. Oh, oh. So that and, and the selection is good. I downloaded the app and everything. So uh, next time in Cheltenham, I'm, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having a Taco Bell, mate. Honestly, all the way. Uh, the only thing I'm slightly different, disappointed with one value for money it could be a little bit cheaper for what you get. It's a little bit airing towards Burger King with that. I was like, mm. and two, two portion of the actual burrito itself. I was expecting like, a fucking burrito, and I've got like. Half size one. It's like that could be bigger. Um, I love that you've replaced Woody's beer with review with um, generic takeaway reviews by throwing in uh, Taco Bell, KFC, Burger King, and Subway in the same conversation. Wow, it needs to be done. It needs to be said. I was discussing this with Bravo, my mate Johnny Bravo, and like so we should actually because I was quite excited about this. We should go around with like a checklist, going around all different sort of like establishments and marking them and having a proper. Ganders, you know, and, and proper rating. Maybe you suggest this to the manager. Maybe they like might lay it on for you. Say, look, we're going to go to the socials with this, on as in social as in social media, not the massive social influencers that are. Yeah, and, yeah. and maybe they might lay it on and give it fresh and everything. But yeah, absolutely, I recommend ever. I don't know if there's a Taco Bell in Swindon, but I would seriously, if there's a Taco Bell and you thought about it, go in because like you got your seasoned fries as well, and they're all quite large. But they're not like. Um, at five guys, you know, you go to five guys oh and you get loads. <laughs> you get loads in a bag. Five guys. We were away, football reference, we're away at Northampton. We went to five guys and it's just like ridiculous. You know, I had to keep giving Craig all my chips. He kept asking for them all the time. Um, Nick's loads as well, but it, massive loads of chips. There's a good load of chips, but not over amount of chips. But the actual size of the burrito was a bit disappointing. But the, the little cinnamon roll after the pudding was really nice. Um, there's a good selection as well, different type of, you can have a, a soft taco, you can have a hard taco, you can have a, um, uh, a, a standard a burrito. Soft tackle and hard tackle in a Wiltshire accent. <laughs> soft tackle and hard tackle. Uh, <laughs> but you got all different, it's, it's lovely. Honestly, it's proper good. I, 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 I went out like feeling nicely full, but not over full and really satisfied. So at 9.5, 
9.5 out of 10. We've only got 10, but they should be bigger. Excellent. Uh, Mike has suggested that Rich comes out to Money, Money, Money by ABBA. Uh, let's bring out uh, the man who's been recommended by Peter. Uh, comes out to Mr. Blue Sky by Hello, Evening, Nick. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought totally now with that review. <laughs> God, what time are we finishing tonight? Midnight? Cheers, Ben. Oh, we should go get, we should go get Taco Bell. Hang on, hang on. So we've got Ben Ben be a food critic, I beg, oh. after Ben's so real for that by whoever's still going under the, the name I love Stephen Fry. But I prefer Night and King's uh, response. Ben needs a cholesterol test. <laughs> I have. I've had one for because I've reached an age. It needs to be lowered a little bit. I've got all oh, sorts of like, I've God. got like vitamins and stuff now, I think. And those little um, cholesterol yogurts I drink now just to help like Thomas, with that. You could tell Swindon won on Saturday, can't you? Otherwise, yeah. prior to that, he's been a miserable gig. You can't stop him talking. Ben, Thomas, shut the fuck up. Thomas has said, <laughs> Ben, please say McDonald's, Domino's and Pizza Hut so I can win the fast food bingo. Um, Nick, how was your weekend, sir? Our weekend was buzzing, wasn't it? Ugh, three points, county ground. Buzzing football out there with my son. Don't get better than that. Absolutely top dog. Top dog weekend. Yeah, loved it. And uh, have you got a suggestion for walk-on music for one of the fools, please? Well, I say I've totally lost my train of thought now. Because um, you know I'm not great into music anyway. No. But I, I guess it would be um, uh, for you. Okay. Congratulations. By my by my favorite artist, obviously, because I've seen him lots of times. Yeah. And just for putting up with all the fools twice a week and trying to keep order. So it's gotta be congratulations, Fifey. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um let's uh let's bring on another fool who's also had a suggestion. Uh let's bring on Mr. Knock on Wood. Evening, Woody. Yeah, yeah, you're coming through loud and clear. Can hear you perfectly. <laughs> How was your weekend? My weekend was okay. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's an in joke for for us mm. because no one else, other other than the person who made the comment, will know. But uh, it's been it's been proposed to us that Woody's microphone isn't necessarily the loudest when he talks. Which is completely ironic because my missus says you are fucking loud when you're on that pod. <laughs> <laughs> Mine used to say that all the time. Um, right, How was your weekend? We've finished talking about ta fucking Taco Bell now. Well, it depends. You do you want to talk about your return to Man V Food? Ta 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 taco Bell is just a, a B Tech Al Mexicana, to be totally honest. Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, Ben, if you like Taco Bell, next time you're in Swindow, Swindow? Swindow? Where's Swindow? Swindon? <laughs> no. Bandido Burritos. Can we do a full strip? Yeah, it's like a, they're, they're amazing. They got like a bus. They got, well, they did have, I don't know if they still got it because it had some damage done to it. But it's like a double decker bus that they've converted into like a restaurant where they do like Mexican Ooh. food. And they did like a really, like, really hot burrito challenge at one point. They're decent. They are really good. I'd, I'd have a go at that. I love a burrito. Yeah, it's like you pay like 15 quid and if <laughs> you pay 15 quid, if you eat it, you get your money back or something like that. Oh, done. <laughs> Bring <Yeah>. not out. <laughs> you get your money back, but you also spend that in toilet roll afterwards. <laughs> so, 
Um, yes, uh, where were we? Um, my weekend was very good. Thank you, Fifey. Um, similar to Nick, um, although slightly different in age, I went to the football with my boy, um, and he's finally seen Swindon win this season, which he was, he was buzzing about. Um, it was quite nice him coming home and running excited to mum, going, oh, Swindon won 2-0, Swindon won 2-0. So, rather oh. than, that was a long trip to Crawley. <laughs> so, um <laughs> But yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I went back to um, my uh, man versus fat after eight weeks out with a, well, I assume it's a torn quad, but I never got it officially diagnosed. Um, but yeah, so it was quite nice to be back playing football. And stupid me decided I'll play last night as well. And now I feel like death warmed up. So um, <laughs> now I'm not even sure I've got a quad. Never mind a repair. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, really good. Um Although I'm not a big fan of not having football on a Sundays, as you guys know, but it was actually yeah. quite nice to that I knew in advance that I was going to have this Sunday off, so I could. Um, it was just a nice relaxing weekend, made better by the mighty town doing the doing the business for us on Saturday. <laughs> Sound trouble said, didn't anyone tell Nick the dress code for tonight? <laughs> to be fair, um, Ben didn't have one on until he saw me and Nick had one on. Then Woody came on, saw the three of us wearing it, thought I better change a bit quick. <laughs> It and certainly wasn't planned. This, just like Super Connor McCarthy, made its debut on Saturday. So this will now be worn to every Sunday game until we lose. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Dolphin, then. <laughs> um, Woody, do you have a, a suggestion? I don't know if you just saw the other one I flashed oh. up. You've had a second one. The Imperial March has been suggested for you. you got a suggestion yeah. for one of the falls? I would absolutely love Imperial March, buddy. Um, I I can't believe, because I'm pretty sure Mr. Marsh has done it again, because literally the first thing that came to my head was Mr. Blue Sky for Nick. Um, and <laughs> and I was gutted because Ben was talking so fucking much that I wasn't able to get it on before Pete got <laughs> I'm sorry. I just really like my burrito. Um, yeah, but that was yeah, that was the first. I don't know why. I don't know why, Nick. It just popped into my head straight away. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so we, we've had this comment, and initially I, I took it in the jokey way it was intended. When is Ben's bonus pod coming out? Takeaways I've had and enjoyed. However, if you would like Ben to record this, I can facilitate it. Let us know in the comments. We will get you a bonus episode of Ben's takeaways. Can we start <laughs> GoFundMe first? You'll <laughs> be um, pleased to know. Aside from the uh, the chaos and the blue and purple on display, we also have someone with a fair bit of knowledge and a, a fair bit of different colour about them joining us tonight. Delighted to welcome back one of our favourite returning guests. Welcome back to FRI, Alex. Evening, gents. I was having a scramble around in my cupboard whilst you were talking to see if I could find like a blue or a dark kind of swimming shirt. Turns out I've only got the red ones. I stay, oh, I stay true to the colour. Oh, dude, so, traditionally. I've got like one yellow one, the green Australia one from like last season, and that's like about it, really. Uh, well, you're you're very well turned out in the red. You're looking resplendent, and uh, it, it just highlights how much of a, a special guest you are that you're not conforming to the FRI uh, outlook on what today should be. Uh, really looking forward to hearing your thoughts both uh, on the weekend and transfer deadline day tonight. But before all that, unless, of course, and no pressure, we never put pressures on the guests, but you've been on FRI enough times now. Do you have any sort of theme tunes any of us could come out to? I think I think definitely I'm getting the vibe that we might all need to listen to a bit of Taylor Swift, You Need to Calm Down. 
<laughs> Woody's left the building. I think that's definitely appropriate for all of us. I think after the week we were just talking before we started, I think we all need to calm down and, and, and get back to thinking about the realities of the situation we find ourselves in. One win. One win shouldn't change the mood as much as it has. No. Oh, it should. Oh, it should. <laughs> um. We, we have one more thing I'd like to do, but before that, and then we'll get on to the football, I promise. Uh, we have a few uh, a few shout-outs that, that are very much worth doing uh, before we get started. Um, first of all, to big friend of the show, Mr. Mark Archer. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. Um, I'm presuming I'm allowed to say, as it's in the public forum now, but a huge congratulations to an FRI favourite in Alice as well, who's announced some very special news on her social media, hasn't she, Woody? <laughs> Who I waited specifically <laughs> till he started eating. <laughs> Oh, oh, Alex, you're like this. Look, you've uh, you've gone straight in and got your own walkout music as well. Look, and Peter says, "Why worry, Dustin?" Exactly. Why worry? Everything is going to be great forever. So why worry? Um, what was the third one I wanted to shout out? I can't remember. I've lost my train of thought entirely. I've done a nick. However, uh, I do remember what number four was, uh, and it is that a certain fool. It has a certain celebration tomorrow, so I have to say in advance a very happy 70th birthday to Nick for tomorrow. <laughs> happy birthday happy for tomorrow, birthday, sir. How, how, how are you celebrating? Uh, actually, we're actually going out for a meal tomorrow evening, uh, or afternoon evening, and then I'm over with all the family at my daughter's house on Saturday. Nice. So she's putting a spread on on Saturday. So that'll be nice to get all the kids together. Absolutely. Very yeah. nice indeed. Uh, now, the, the last thing I would like to do before we start talking to football is in our last giveaway, we asked for your feedback on things that you would like us to either improve or do uh, across the, this year. And one of them was... Uh, there was a comment, I like Fifey Rant post-match uh, videos. Maybe we could get more of those. And Nick provided one on Saturday, which we posted out. And I'm hoping a few more of the falls over the course of the rest of the season will do both happy, clappy and ranty, ranty post-match videos uh, that we could upload to our socials. But one of the most common ones we had was we need more of a certain someone. We reached out and it just so happens for the first time in far too long we are able to say welcome back to fri ned uh yeah i'm uh i'm exhausted but yeah i'm good i'm good thank you yeah doing my ridiculously long shifts every day and not returning home till like 10 11 o'clock at night so i can't do any fools but i'm off this week so i had to make sure i got onto the program <laughs> all the early off season optimism comes flooding back marvelous <laughs> just seeing your happy face <laughs> i mean instantly look gary straight in there with ned and, and yes. lots of emojis uh 
I mean, there's so much I want to I wanna talk to you about. The first thing being, it's a good job that your name thing doesn't go any longer than 01793, isn't it? Otherwise, <laughs> the amount of... I'm going to play Xbox afterwards, so uh, if anyone wants to join in, you're more than welcome to. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, well, I was going to try and chuck in a few more pearls of wisdom on there, but uh, we'll, we'll leave them off for now. <laughs> Hello, um, Alex, by the way. I've never said hello to you before. Yeah, nice to meet you, mate. <laughs> uh, Ned, could you think of a... Um, if we were to pay for royalties, the intro question I was asking the guys, if we were to pay for royalties, a certain it, walk-on music for one of the other fools? Well, uh, Peter's I'm gone thinking... straight in for you here and said, Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, there's a, a, a story that I won't go into right now, but there was a, a moment when I went on a holiday quite recently and it was very embarrassing and I had to sing Sweet Caroline on, st on stage. So that would, be, uh, that would be a wonderful choice for me. Um, but Ben, I kind of think something along the lines of Steptoe and Son. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Dun, 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 dun. Um, but I jeez. Oh, um, uh, let me have a think about that because uh, yeah, I should have done that before coming on. I do apologise. No, no, no way. So Claire said, "Good evening, Jed. Yes, the Ned is back. Sunshine <laughs> on a rainy day. Um, on X, Joe's messaged in and just put Ned in big capital letters. Um, mate, how does it feel to be essentially the guy that that doesn't have to turn up and yet still be the most loved member <laughs> of the group?" <laughs> I guess I'm the Jesus of the group. I, I, I don't know. What can I say? I don't know. Once uh, <laughs> Mike's I won't appear on that for another 2,000 years. Uh, welcome back, Ned. You haven't missed much of SCFC related since you were last on. <laughs> no, no. I think last time you were on, you were predicting it was preseason predictions or something, Ned, and you were saying how we were. It was HMS Pistol League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so wrong. Good times. Oh. Good times. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know. So uh, you you know as well, much as I do. Ned gets so we get so many messages about you, and and I pass as many as I can on. Um, so I'm absolutely buzzing that you were able to to come on tonight. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can see just in the first few messages we had uh, how much love there is that you're here. So looking forward to, mm. to the rays of positivity emanating through the sound waves tonight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Even then, look, the look on everyone's face uh, as you came on. Uh, let's get into it then. Uh, Nick, you came on full of the joys of spring. Um, as you got to mention a win at the weekend, Let, let's dive straight into it. We'll, we'll go into the the uh, individual moments, uh, but but just tell us that what was the feeling like at full time for those of us who weren't there. Well, it, it's probably more the first twenty five minutes is summed it up for me. And as I said in my my, my little post match, it was like being back in August September, where yeah. we actually had attacking football. We played with pace. We played with a purpose. And it was like, Jesus, it, you know, it's from sitting through so many 90 minutes of boring, dire rubbish in the last few months to the difference that made. Um, so that, that, that was the main thing. Then after it, like everybody said, Bradford were really poor, but you could only beat what's in front of you. So, you know, um, how many 
games like that if we lost or drawn or thrown yeah. points away loads and you know the positives were uh i don't know how much you want to go into now but the center back um McCarthy. What, what a difference he made um he was just so calm and everything he did looked easy uh he he won his headers in mind you i, I did say uh in our group chat, they must have different tape measures in Ireland because there's no way he's six foot four. Um, <laughs> because he's not that much taller than anybody anybody else in the team, um, a, apart from the young lad who come on in and took into the left back. And yeah, he is a big unit. But yeah, no, it was great. And for the manager to use the subs like he did, um, you know, that could have backfired. Um, but fair play to him, give players confidence, give them a bit of game time, and couldn't really fault anything so perfect ben nick makes a, a great point um i saw a lot of people saying that this is the worst bradford team i've ever seen this worst team to play at the county ground this season bradford are awful what's happened to bradford we're guilty of this a lot and i know woody's brought this up in the past but when we lose it's how bad we are when we win it's how bad the opposition are what have yeah. certain fans missed an opportunity to actually put some praise on the team for for the weekend yeah, Bradford, Bradford weren't great. <clears throat> we all weren't, knew they weren't great. But two weeks ago, we still wouldn't have won or lost because we'd have chucked a couple in. Um, you can see what immediate impact new manager bounce does because obviously there's new energies, there's new intensity that wasn't there before. Players have upped their game levels that that not quite playing like doing what they were before. That's the best I've seen Austin play in months, if ever. Um, I think yeah, playing players, yeah, well, not since full 13 years ago, anyway. Um, you know, Jokes is the right back, so much better, so much, so accomplished as a right back, just his natural position, it's just really well. Having a calming, experienced center back who no frills about him, but he did his job, he, you know, he, he held the line, you know, him and FBT look like they've been together for quite some time. I'm really excited about, um, is it Glatzel? Um yeah. Really, really good, good game for him. Good first game. Uh, he reminded me a little bit of the Jake Young, anyway, he plays. And um, uh, and Dawson Dovey as well. He, I think in the first three minutes, he played a crossfield ball that played in Glatzel, um beyond the back. And um, yeah, it, just from that moment, you felt like we'd be all right today. And the um, and and hats off to uh, Gav Gunning as well because he shut the game down. He cracked the midfield. He recognised that they're going to come at us the last half an hour, so he did the right thing. And we saw out the game, you know, and we saw it out fairly comfortably. And the keeper really had very little to do. And um, it was just yeah, Bradford were bad, but we did what was needed, and we won. I think with an extra gear. Um, Alex, as as my as one of my go tos on all things fact checking and football, can I just check? I've always thought his name was Devoy, but is it as Ben said, and, and his name's actually Dozy? Dozy, Dozy. So funny that you're calling him Dozy already, isn't he? He's played well. Dozy, <laughs> <laughs> Dozy. I thought I don't know if it's Devoy or Dozy. I'm pretty Dovey. sure it's Devoy. <laughs> Yeah, it's devoid. I'm sorry. It's back to Ian Dollo, isn't it? <laughs> we're back to, yeah, we're back to right Ian, Ian Dollo and Macretion. Oh, bless it. There's, uh, what's the name? The Swindon fella. I've forgotten. The name's completely escaped. 
Um, actually, going mental roundabout now. I get always pulled up in player pronunciations. What, you mean, you mean Claire? <laughs> Claire, that's it. Sorry, Claire. You're you know, I can't even remember Claire now. She <laughs> gets so aggy with me when I kept saying Ian Dolo and Claire's names wrong. Um, the boy. The apart boy. from apart from the mispronunciation, Woody Ben then also made a good point um, uh, somewhere in that monologue. Um, <laughs> we Sorry. Wanted- he is right, and uh, because we were discussing in our WhatsApp chat that whether it was, you know, sort of two weeks ago or, or even last season, we would have probably lost if, you know, if got away with a draw from that game. So to win does show some some measure of improvement. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think um, there was, I think there was a lot more change in that game than people might have even realised, you know, and I think... We can't forget that I know Bradford weren't that great and they weren't. They were pretty piss poor, to be fair. But the they straight away, Liam's message in our in our group that we've got our chat we've got with them, yeah. um, to say we've been like this all season. Um so it's not like they've just suddenly turned up and been really crap on the day. You know, we're playing a team that are still not even in the bottom bottom four of, of the league. So um I think in some ways they they played back. If I look at Bradford, they played a little bit like they didn't know what what had hit them when we started. Um, I mean, we changed the shape. They did. I think I can't remember who mentioned it on Friday about how they wouldn't. They won't know how it might have been Rich. You said we. They yeah. won't know how Gunning's going to set up. They won't know how how he's going to set up because obviously the only games they've got for evidence of Gunning is is obviously the all out attack that he had previously. Um, and it's amazing what having a back four does, doesn't it? Um, and I think um, the, I just, I just think, yeah, okay. Like I say, Bradford weren't that great, but we were on their defence from the off. You know, I mean, I've never seen Austin press as well. You know, even in his younger days, really, as well as he did on on that in that on that game. And I mean, we'd probably talk about individuals, but even even Hepburn Murphy had praises from me on on Sunday to be up Sunday on Saturday to be fair. But Glatzel's just something else. That is, yeah. that is. I'm so glad that a couple of weeks ago I said I'm really excited about this young lad because, like, keep him in, keep him injury free, and I think he's going to be, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. But everybody did their part, you know. Like, like you said already, McCarthy and FBT had a partnership. I think that was probably FBT's best game at centre back I've seen him play um, in terms of his organisation of the defence. The organ, you know, he 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 controlled that back line, and they were listening to him. You know, they were, and even McCarthy, who's, McCarthy's not 25, is he? 25? Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and I think uh, I was, you know, I was quite quite impressed with them. I think um, I agree with Ben. I like Dokes at right back a lot more than anywhere else. Um, he, the way that we were playing allowed Dokes to sneak into midfield a lot more as well, which was really good to see. Um, you know, a lot of his start at play started when he was receiving the ball from, you know, from one, from normally Khan. So he can he can push forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to get too carried away, but I'm not going to not celebrate what was, I believe, a very very good performance. And uh, um, and I think fair play to Gunning, he's kept a clean sheet, something that we've been we've wanted for a long time. I feel I yeah. can't remember when the last one was. Um, and we we had them shaking, and I think yeah, okay, they weren't the best, but we made them look even worse than what they were. You know, because that I mean. I would have had a field day against that bloody, that lanky Tom Brewer at the back. You know, it's um, Taylor. 
Yeah, him. He was. He was. He was dreadful. He was dreadful. But that was because every time he was on the ball, we knew that he didn't want the ball at his feet, and we, you know, so it's just, it's just a lot more. Um, I think it was more attacking, yes, but it was also more structured than what it was at the beginning of the season. And if we can keep that going, then it, you know, we're in for a decent end to the season. Um, and that's the key thing is now is to is to keep that going. Um, I thought the subs were spot on. I thought Dwarzak was brilliant when he came on. Yeah, he was um, the uh, I'm still I'm still reserving judgment on Khan. I don't. I think he had an okay game, but um, and I don't. And, and probably for the best, I don't think Bycroft had much to do except for that. I think it was the second half, wasn't it? That absolutely brilliant save in yeah. the second half. Um, yes. But the yeah, he didn't really have much to do from that, so I couldn't really judge him like with Mahoney, where Mahoney was a lot busier on his first game, so he could hear him and all of that kind of stuff. But you know. And they're obviously happy. I know it sounds really cheesy, but they're playing like a team that want to play for each other. Um, you know, and, and we know that Charlie Austin really rates Gunning. He did at the end, you know, he was quite a big fan of him last season when he took over. So um yeah, I mean I won't I won't get carried away, but I'm very pleased with how we performed. Absolutely. Uh, Alex, what would your uh, takeaways from it? I was mainly like gassed about the clean sheet, like Woody kind of said there. I was, I wasn't the game, um, but I was with my friends at the time, and I was following it. And I was like, when it was full time, I was more saying to him, we kept a clean sheet. Like I can't believe it. Like I was just, just you're just waiting for him to score, aren't you? You're just waiting for him to score around the 87th minute, and then you think, oh, here we go. Like we're going to concede again. But this is the the new Swindon, apparently. So uh, I have to say that was that was the main thing for me. No, well, not according to the Swindon socials, we didn't keep, keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> they probably just, just like have that in, like there isn't an option on their like screenwriter yeah. to have a zero button. They just don't need it. Uh, Ned, uh, I appreciate that, that you weren't able to attend the game. Um, I'm just bringing up the match stats onto the screen here. And, and looking at them, you wouldn't necessarily look at that and think it was a, a comfortable 2-0 for the home team. But it just shows um, how efficient Swindon were on the day, really, to come away with the result, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Two shots on target, two goals. Either either that or their goalkeeper's shit. I, I didn't watch the game, so I can't possibly comment on that. Um, but um, it's, 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 it's incredibly um, refreshing to, to, to have some positivity in this room at the moment. It seems like everyone's been manically depressed. Um, everyone should visit their doctors in the last few sort of weeks, uh, certainly on the Swinon forums. But um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see a bit of positivity again. I think, you know, having Gavin in charge is a masterstroke because, you know, he's box office. Let's be honest, he's absolutely box office, especially when it comes to the art, pre, you know, the, 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 the post-match interview. You listen to his voice, and if you just blur out what he's saying, it sounds like he wants to punch Andrew Hawes in the face, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It could be it could be saying something extremely nice to him, but it just sounds like <laughs> what the fuck are you want from me, son? <laughs> Anything can happen at any any point in time. But um, I mean, I, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. Uh, what I will say, I did have a look on the highlights, and I did see when Austin scored his penalty, and everyone's free to do this. Um, I have to say, Austin looks incredibly like Brett Pittman. <laughs> uh, honestly, if, you, if, you, if you, you bring it up, you show that that 
his celebration and just imagine it's Brett Pittman. Honestly, there's there's literally no differences whatsoever, other than maybe about four or five sizes around the waist. Um, but my, like the, the pie eating Pele himself. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> um, obviously, it would have gone over or wide if it was actually Pittman. Obviously, but um, he scored seven goals <laughs> last spree the other week. <laughs> Bang I mean, form. I mean, to be fair, all of us could score those goals <laughs> in that league. Um, but uh, but there we go. Um, it's yeah, it, it's it's really nice. It's really nice. I think um, it's really nice to see, even when Swindon are losing, that Tyree Shade's probably one of the best Swindon players on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to say that. Ironically, ironically, so ironically, he, while we've been losing, he has actually probably been the best player on the pitch. As soon as we win a game, all I get is messages from a couple of the guys saying, oh, Shade, Shade's gone back to be shit again. <laughs> so harsh. I really like Tyree Shade. I think he's a really, really nice guy as well. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, when... Certainly when he's actually attacking people, he looks really good. But when he's got that sort of negative sort of, you know, turn back, you know, pass backwards. I mean, he's, it's just horrific to watch. I've got to be honest. But um, yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it at the moment. <laughs> loving um, it. It's great. I, I've also um, prepared the league table so that Craig doesn't outdo me every time that he, uh, he, he hosts. Um, I'll stick. I'll stick with you, Ned. So we're up to 14th, still technically bottom half of the table. Um, but I think it was Alex made the point before we came on. Technically, we're only three wins away from guaranteed survival, um, and uh, we are still technically close to the playoffs and relegation as well. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, this this is why it frustrates me so much about the negativity because, um, you know, it's. This division is really close. There's no well. There's, you have one or two outstanding teams, and you have one or two simply awful teams, and the rest is fair game. It's absolutely fair game, and it's, this season again has proven that. And you know the the difference between you know the the teams maybe in the top eight, ten sort of places is you know they've all got good team spirit. They're in good form. They're uh, the, the coach is coaching them well and all the players are getting the messages. And it's just like when, I mean, Bradford, for example, Bradford should be at the top. They, they should be at the top. They, they've got infinitely better squad than we have. And clearly something's not working there. I mean, I, I don't rate Alexander anyway. I wouldn't have him in charge of, of a team that I wasn't, you know, that I owned. I wouldn't have him, but Clearly, something's not working there. Mark, when Mark Hughes was in charge, I mean, he's like he's possibly the equivalent of. Oh, here we go. I don't know, like a like a like a Gerard in the Premier League type thing. You think, oh, you know, he should be good. He should be good, but actually, in the grand scheme of things, bloody useless. So, I don't know. I mean, with Gav Gav Gunnan in charge, I mean, I am so happy about this because he very much goes under the radar for when it comes to manager appointments anywhere else. So as long as we can hold on to him for as long as possible, I, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I love it so much. Well, I mean, we, we've managed to find time in Ned's schedule to give the fans what they wanted. But in the chat, uh, I've had a few messages asking where a certain person is. 
And I'm delighted to say he's finished producing duties on uh, on his much more critically acclaimed uh, podcasts. And he's found time to come and, in his words, face the music. Evening, oh. Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How are you doing, buddy? I'm happy, me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disheartened. I'm not. I like. I, I expected us to lose. I said in the podcast on Friday, like it'd be typical of us. I wrote in the chat. I feel like you've done us a favor because we had players in that squad that we've been saying all season are not good enough. Players that shouldn't have been played. I feel like Graham Alexander massively disrespected you guys as a club. I feel like he thought it was going to be an easy win, and he played a second string defense who were not good enough. Saturday proved, if anything, that they cannot play again. And it, look, it, we, we offered nothing. I, I, I'd not seen the stats until you've just put them up. That shocked me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember us having 12 shots. Yeah, um, but we've learned from Bradford games in the past that these stats aren't what they're all made out to be, are they? No, they're not. Um, one thing I will say, though, Ned, is that I, I disagree with you about Mark Hughes. I, I feel like Mark Hughes did do a good job. He got us. This, we finished sixth in the league. Like it's our highest finish and best season we've had since we came back out of League Two. There's something going wrong at the club. There is. There's something that's not right. We don't know what it is, but he managed to get us to that position whilst all that's going on. No one else has got close. Um, no, no, tired. Um, we've had a, something else. We've had a few mentions of in the chat, and and those of you who were there would probably be best positioned to to answer it. Suggestions that there should have been uh, definitely more than one penalty. Yeah, yeah. That's what was speared into the <laughs> bloody post. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. right. Rumble started early on Saturday. <laughs> no, here's the thing: we wear rugby shirts. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did. I did see the one. I, I did see the one. I didn't see, but Gratzel's one I thought was pretty obvious. Gratzel's was a penalty. If the liner was on the other side, that's been given. What I will say about the Gratzel one, right, is that he didn't get speared into the post. He <laughs> laid on the ground and then three seconds later rolled into the... He literally laid still and then turned and wrapped himself around the post to make it look like he had. And, yeah, look, we were... Richie Smallwood, who did that, he gets frustrated in games when it's not going his way. He shouldn't have been on the pitch, to be fair. No, he should, he, should have got, he should have got sent off. Yeah, he he uh... should have been booked for what he did to cut. Because when he took out Khan, although Khan made a bit of a meal about it, which is why I think the ref was a bit more lenient, but literally me and, me and my son were lit about three foot away from it. And even even my Arlo, who knows fuck all about football, was there going, he can't do that. Because he's literally just, as <laughs> as Khan's got back up, Small was just swiped his, out, out his other ankle. Yeah. <laughs> he like... flies in, he gets frustrated and he flies in and then when, and, and he can be dangerous at that point. But on the flip side, what he's also done in those scenarios before is he's flown in and he's it's been a cracking tackle and it's, cha it's, it's changed the tone of the, the game. Like the fans have gone, we're in for this. And, and like that's, you know... So it goes one way or another, but Saturday nothing went through. The only thing that's positive about Saturday is Jake Young came off the bench, and whoever wrote in chat, did he go back to Bradford? Yes, he did. Um, he's here. Uh, we've had a nice is little chat possible? about what don't happened. You wanna, so. Don't you want to cash in on him? I, like Wimbledon got a million pounds today for one of them. Well, we can't, can we? Because we we're the only other team that you can play for. You can't, you can't now, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Wouldn't you want to... I know you, you want to kind of save your season a little bit and you want to keep him, but wouldn't you like want to cash in now? Like... Get a million pounds for him. We won't get a million pounds for him. 
Um, I, I can't believe Al Hamadi's gone for what he's gone for. I, I, I actually we recorded tonight, and if you watch it or listen to it, you'll see. I actually said if Al Hamadi's worth the one point five million that's reported, then Dan Kemp's a two million pound player. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that simple. Like it really, Dan Kemp. We looked. He's actually scored 20, 25 goals and ten assists in his last forty five games. It's amazing for a midfielder. Amazing. Exactly. And Al Hamadi's a forward and a main striker at his club, and he's. He's, I think he's scored 22 and got six assists. It's not the same. Um, if Al Hamadi's worth what they're saying he's worth, then you know there's there's if he's if he's a million pound player, there's there's probably 10 to 15 million pound players in League Two. <laughs> Silly, well, my my next question for for those who who were there is whether you want to refer to him as Double D Dovey or Devoy. A lot of people were were praising the performance of our on loan MK midfielder. Um, was it as good as people were saying, or just because we won a game, are people maybe getting a little bit carried away? I, I think the most telling thing was the goal he scored, the distance he covered to get into the penalty area, and and we haven't had that for weeks. Mm-hmm. We've had no midfielders busting a gut to get on the end of a ball, and he, you know, I, I don't know where he started his run from, but it's least on the halfway line if not in his own half and um yeah that i mean that that goal and, and glatzel putting the defender on his ass and then laying it across was just class but yeah the movement and and the effort that uh devoy put in deserved his goal so from my <laughs> point of view that's what we want to see more of because you you can't just rely on the people up front and the the other player that comes to mind with that and he is that even more frustrating than Shade, bloody Hepburn Murphy. Oh, no, okay. I thought you were going to link into the I comment. I had a good game yesterday. No, but he does my head in. He, he, <laughs> he, he puts his head down, he beats three players, and then he doesn't know where he's going. Lift your bloody head and pass the ball. He, um, yeah, he's got all the skills and the pace of the world, but if you were a forward playing alongside him... He, you would just go mad all the time because, yeah, how many times did he get into the box with beating two or three players and then got tackled and the ball was cleared? It, was, uh, it just absolutely did my head in. I, I agree with some of those frustrations. I mean, although I think he did have a, an overall a good game, I think if you look at what Glatzel did for our second goal, yeah, you know, Glatzel's 22, uh, Hepburn Murphy's 26, 27, yeah, yeah, 26, 27, and you'd almost expect it to be reversed. There, eh? you know, Glatzel, I would, I know he, it was a great idea to, to set up the void, but I wouldn't have had any qualms of him if he had tried to shoot there because yeah. he's a striker. Yeah. Um, whereas Hepburn Murphy, you know, I don't, I think sometimes he just tries too hard to score at the moment, like he's got, and he probably has a little bit, he's got too much of a point to prove. and um, and he often finds himself in two minds, I think, and I think that's probably part of the issue uh, because we were playing inverted wingers because obviously Glatzel's left-footed and uh, yeah. Murphy's right-footed, so we were playing kind of inverted wingers. Um, but yeah, I think um, Hepburn Murphy, and I say the same about Glatzel, you know, he could be one of those that gets a goal um, and then, you know, everything would be back to normal again. I think... I think he does have a bit of a point to prove. <clears throat> I'm not saying that if he was refusing to play or under Flynn or whatever the rumours may be about his injury, um, I do think he has a point to prove. But he almost needs to not force that point because he is yeah. he is a good player. Um, the only thing I've never, I've never liked about him is his injury proneness. That's the only thing I've not liked about him because 
if you've got a player that only plays six games a season, I mean, that was his fourth start this season. Um, you know, and it's if you've got that, I'd rather have a player who's, you know, 75% as good who can play every game. Um, so he just now he's I just really hope he stays injury free, gets that first goal, and then we just start to see a bit better decision making in that final third. Um on the flip side, uh, the comment that I did have prepared came from Sound Trauma. Um, and again, I'd be interested to know people's thoughts on this in the interest of balance. He said, one negative, gorgeous George. What is going on there? What, what are mm. your thoughts here? Ben? To me, it's like a player who's either not really interested anymore or he's looking to get out. Um, he's not the same player that we had last year. Um that might change under Gunning. It might be a Flynn problem where he just doesn't respond to Flynn. But all season, he's not been right. And, um, you know, I was really excited about him 12 months ago, which is a shame. Um, but, you know, if, if it popped up that he's moved on um, this month, um, I don't think there'd be too much of an uproar, which is a shame because he's a talented boy, but it's just his work ethic. It's not there. And he's not personally guy. He's not particularly doing anything he just walks through games without actually having any sort of impact whatsoever i can't even think of a single game this season that he has impacted which is okay. a real shame oh no no oh no he scored he scored, he scored an oggy that mk don's away he scored an oggy and assisted two um so that's probably his best game the mk1 but he i can't think quite an awkward position as well though on saturday yeah i'm not i'm not I mean... judging him just on this game as i say for the rest of this he might kick on now and he might be all right and he might be back to the McEachern that we remember, but you know what his problem is though. He's got Genesini's haircut now. So he has got Genesini's haircut now. He's just going to be warming up the sidelines for the rest of the season now. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if he kicked on now, he's back to the uh, uh, McEachern uh, we saw last season. Then we've got an asset. But this year, he's just he's not half the player. Um, he's been going through the motions. That might be a Flynn thing because it seemed a lot of players under Flynn sort of progressed towards the back end of his tenure and he was one of them if he kicks on again then fantastic but yeah it's not right greg said and i flashed the comment up uh, midfield going forward is all down to finally fixing the defense having the trust in our defense made the forwards more dangerous um nick do you agree with that statement uh well yeah if you the basis are if you've got a solid defense um that you know that's that's what you build on isn't it uh so it yes it made a hell of a difference and woody mentioned about fbt earlier and he had yeah he had a really good game but he was alongside uh an experienced center half and that makes all the difference whereas all season it, it's been um you know him and uh either dokes and uh Bruitt, who yeah, all right, Bruitt's got a bit of experience, but he's he's you know probably a second choice centre half now, I would say. So with having having um a decent centre half in McCarthy alongside him gives you that confidence. And with Dokes playing full back, which I think is more natural position, um, that, that gives a, a better balance to the side. And yeah. and 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 then that gives the midfield a bit more freedom to start creating chances in going forward and knowing that the defence is sitting there doing their job. So, yeah, for me, you always build on a strong defence, don't you? Um, and like uh, what he said again, the keeper didn't have much to do, but 
you know, we on the, the back of the town end uh, and right behind that save he made, um, you know, he got down to it well, he got a strong arm on it. Yeah, it, it's absolutely brilliant considering he didn't have much to do. Um, the main thing of a keeper is keeping your concentration throughout the game. So yeah. Yeah, that would that was really a key save. It was as good as the goals we scored. So from that point of view, excellent. Uh, Gary made the point here. Um, interesting how players came on ahead of him at him being McEachran. I'd like your guys' views on that, but just before I do, Liam, it links to a comment we had earlier about Bradford that suggested they panicked and, and started making a lot of subs very early. Do you agree with that um, sort of view of the situation? Um, mm. It could be. Uh, was it was it panic or was it reacting to what was admitting, happening? Admitting defeat at that stage because I, 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 we were never coming back into that game. Um, the substitutions baffled me because he took Andy Cook off. Now, did he do out in the first half? No. But Andy Cook can pull a goal out of his ass. Like he doesn't need to do out for 89 minutes. He can pull some out. We've been crying for Jake Young to come back. So we get Andy Cook and Jake Young. That was the point. Put them two up top together. Um, mm. I, th I think I think even Graham Alexander did not expect certain players to be as bad as they were. But even then, he still didn't take the right players off here. Mm -hmm. And this is where. So I said last night on ours, either Alexander either really underestimated and disrespected you guys by playing players that he knows aren't good enough and you turned us over and rightfully so, or he kept them on and played them because he's hoping that somebody watching from a club in the National League, in the National League North, National League South, wherever it is, somebody watching will see something in those players and will take them this week because we still need to ship out four or five players before Thursday. Well, you're and, always and, due to to send a player to us in the window. So uh, who Ash, are we getting back? Ash Taylor. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Thanks. No, 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 no. No, I, I actually, I actually think that um, somebody's going to get Adam Wilson on loan this week. Um, so there's, there's Adam Wilson. There's, I think we've got five centre backs. We don't need five centre backs. I think Sam Stubbs is going to go out somewhere, but I, I think he'll probably go to where he'll be got a club in a better position than us because he's better than us and then we're keeping the likes of ash taylor in it, it just doesn't make sense at this stage I, I don't i don't know i really don't have a clue what went through his mind been a few decisions that he's made that you've kind of gone new role for him he's got to learn it he's got to learn the squad give him the benefit of the doubt yes that didn't make sense but maybe he knows why he's doing it saturday i i can't make any excuses for Saturday it was it was appalling top to bottom there's there's no no justification for what we what we did um and yeah I mean our fans are, are calling um yeah Swindon beating Bradford in 2024 wasn't on my list it was on mine Kieran <laughs> it was absolutely on mine and we've got Donny tomorrow night again uh we need to beat Donny tonight not for us for them they need us to win because they need to get out of this cup so they can focus on their season. But no, he, he, uh, th there was no defending it. it. It was confusing from team selection through to substitutions. Like I say, the, 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 I'm over it. I'm past it. Jake Young's staying. I'm excited to see because we've still never seen Jake Young for more than two or three games at Bradford. And when he won, when he did play for us, he scored four in his three games that he played for us. So like, we were baffled. I'm excited to see if he can do something 
Um, do you know what? Well, we can't get Ryan East back. Ryan East, for me on Saturday, Ryan East would have been the perfect person to come on for us because he, he works really, he, he slows the game down for us. He uh, His passing can be weirdly above this level at times. So, yeah, he, he makes mistakes, but we've sold him. <laughs> we sold him to Rochdale in another, what I think is a strange decision because we've got a, We've got a central midfield too of Alex Gilead and uh and, and Richie Smallwood. Yeah, now individually. I thought the whole the point game. in you signing East when we discussed this previously was he was sort of there to develop behind Smallwood and eventually take over. That was Mark Hughes's plan. Graham Alexander stole him. Um and that 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 for me is I mean, look, to be fair, Rochdale were desperate for him and they seem to have offered a fair whack of money, so we've we've took it. But we can't. Yeah. Alex Gilead and like Alex Gilead has been phenomenal for us this season. He has been really good. Richie Smallwood's been hit and miss. When he's on his game, he's brilliant. His passing can be ridiculous because he's always played at higher levels. He's got that mind. He's just not done it enough for us. His set pieces are atrocious. You cannot play a midfield two of, of Alex Gilead and Richie Smallwood and expect pace and expect fluid movements because between them. Gilly's better than Smallwood for me, but the, um, them two, and then you've got the defenders. You've got a team of ice road truckers there when it comes to turning circles. Like, it's so slow, and you guys come at us through the middle, or any team comes at us through the middle, and we're, we're going to lose. People target our left-back. Liam Rydall's been getting a hell of a lot of stick from our fans. Don't deserve it at all. Does not deserve it. He, is, uh, he puts in some great performances, and there are players in our squad that I would be part of this club well before he was your your right a, back was a big issue i think i can't remember his name ginger fella player at player at season what this season yeah yeah player of the season for us this year has been our he best player play, just, he wasn't your player of saturday no no <laughs> but again everyone i feel like the players will know yeah like as a player you've got to know if you look at that team sheet and you're sat in that dressing room and you've got matty platt you've got sam stubbs you've got richards who came on and you look to your left and you've got ash taylor like he, Ash Taylor's playing alongside him. He he knew he was in for a rough game on Saturday, and he was gonna have to. Like it's got to be demoralising. But yeah, gen genuinely, if you ask any Bradford fan, our player of the season for this year, it is Brad Halliday. He's been incredible for us. He had a shit game on Saturday, and they. If all I remember rightly, did he? Was he the right back that played against us in the in the reverse fixture? Because he was superb that day. Yeah, taught, yeah, he was the one who set up the the goal for yeah. for Pointon against you yeah. again, Bob, Bobby Pointon. Not getting a not getting a proper look in. Yeah, I was that. Um, I'm coming back to the guys on on the Swindon version of this comment. Then on on this uh, the subs that came on before McEachran. Um and then Ned. I'll come to you because a few people are, are saying that Dwarzak's always had the potential. Which, if I think back, I think you're one who said early days for us the same sort of thing. So I'll come to you on Dwarzak in a minute. But but yeah, lads. The, the, People commenting the the order of the substitutes that, that were made by Gunning was interesting and, and particularly who came on before McEachran. Did, again, I, I noticed that was something that was in our WhatsApp chat that the order of subs was interesting. Excellent. You, you're all well prepped. I think, for... I think, I think, no, I think... It, it, it is telling though, isn't it, with Dorzak? I, I agree Dorzak is further up the pyramid than McEachran at the moment because McEachran's not done Sorry. it for a long time and Dorsett's going to be I'm quite enthusiastic. Sorry, I'm going to I'm going to drop off and leave you to it because, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I, I, I think I'm sixty hours into podcast stuff this week, so I'm going to leave you to it. Enjoy talking Swindon. Um, I've, I've faced <laughs> the music. Thanks for popping on, mate. 
I've faced the music, so you can all pipe down now. Right. See you later, guys. Have a good evening. See ya. How's your work, Ben? Um, yeah, um, I think that uh, Dozak deserves his chance ahead of uh, McEachernell because he put in a... Dozak did put in a notably big shift as well. He, he got stuck in the midfield and um, he got a good half an hour in him as well. And um, I don't think he let anyone down. And um, yeah, the game didn't pass him by. He got involved. And I was really chuffed for him. Um, and at the moment, I would start at my head McEachern. McEachern is the more experienced, uh, better, naturally gifted player. And hopefully, this is a kick up the arse he needs. But, yeah, I I, I, I think uh, Gigi didn't get anything wrong tactically or his subs were spot on as well. So, I'm pleased. Uh, Woody, you were going to come in on that point as well. Yeah, I think... Um... I said earlier, I think his subs are spot on. I don't think George was necessarily not brought on because of his form, because I think when you've got a new manager, everybody's form restarts, doesn't it? So yeah. I think, um, I think I, and I quite admire this. I think the, I think Gunning was quite confident that we had won the game at that point. Um, and I think he saw it as what Flynn should have done really when, when we um a few more times, not every time, but a few more times. And he went, right, I'm now going to give this lad half an hour. Um, you know, Dorzak's, Dorzak's a talent. A lot of us have said it. You know, I think we it's probably the most repeated message in a pre-season. When anybody sees him pre-season friendly, we're like, Dorzak needs to be playing, not going on on loan somewhere. That lad is, that lad is ready. Um, I think, um, yeah, and I think that's why he took the opportunity at that point. We were 2-0 up um, in good value as well. We were... We, we were always in control of that game. I'm still not convinced those stats are correct. I, I, I'm sure we have more than five shots on goal. Um, yeah. But, the, um, but it's, um, yeah, I just think it was a great opportunity for the lad. He's got, um, you know, he had the experience in there with this side of, uh, with the players alongside him as well. Uh, the only one I was a bit disappointed um, to see late was Ricky Agua. I would have probably liked to have just seen him come on a little bit earlier, but not saying it was a bad sub. Um, it's just I think he came on with about eight minutes left, and um, I just think that maybe he could have just it might have been a good opportunity for him to to get because I think he came on for Austin, didn't he? So um, it might have been a better opportunity for him. Um, unfortunately, um, I do have to stick to go back on my plaudits. Unfortunately, I didn't think Shea played that well. Um, I think he was a bit like Bambi on ice, to be honest, when he came on, um, but. You know, he, apparently he should have had a penalty. It's not that he played badly. I just no, don't. I think. No, I, I think he just um, he didn't live up to what he has done the last couple of games, where arguably he has been our best player. But mm-hmm. I said I, I was probably one of the first ones to say that he was our best player in a squad that was playing really badly. Um, so, and that's no disrespect because I really, I really want him to do well. But it's just getting to that point now where. I think he will be a sub for the rest of the season, if I'm honest. And that's not that's not a bad thing because he'll come on, he'll score a couple of he'll still he'll still score a couple of goals this season. Um whether he'll be here next season, he might get irritated at playing on the bench, but I can't see him getting ahead of anybody at the moment. That's the problem. And um especially now Glatzel's on the scene. Um Hepburn Murphy, if he stays fit, Shea's not gonna replace any of them. And as Ned rightly said, defensively he ain't going to offer us anything as a defender so it's 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 got to be those forward positions and um the only thing that he might potentially have a chance in is if we don't bring in another striker 
Um, and he kind of comes at default selection for Charlie Austin to go off. And, you know, then they put Glatzel through the middle and put Shade out wide. That's the only thing I can possibly see. And I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't be against it because those three get, although he was our, he was a best player in a bad team, we did see glimmers of what he can do. And we've seen glimmers of what he can do. But it's, I said the same about Minton. Unfortunately, he's not what we need, in my opinion, just in my opinion. I don't think he's what we need. I don't think he's good enough for what. The, what we need to push up the leagues, but um, hopefully I could be wrong. I'll be sat here and he'll he would have banged in a few late late winners or whatever at, at the end of the season. Uh, Ned, um, Dorzak or, or Aguiar, it, either and or both, if if you if you wish. Um, well, I think Joe was the biggest um, person for Dorzak, yeah. wasn't he? Um, but um, yeah, um, but I, I mean, I'd love to see Aguiar back. And in it, because when he was playing, you know, all those seems like years ago now, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, he was, uh, he looked decent and he really, really did look like, you know, we found a new sort of John Moncur type thing. Um, I was <laughs> living in the past still. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him, you know, you know, featured a bit more just to see, you know, if, if he's still got it. Because obviously yeah. there's there's a reason why he was left out and there's a reason why he was put out on, back on loan, but you know he's he obviously had a, I don't think it was hugely successful, but he had a quite successful time back at at Woking, didn't he? So um, yeah. I, no, I, I don't see no few, reason. Decent goals. Yeah, but, I th it was it was a sort of a bit of up and down, wasn't it? With with, with this loan spell, if I'm not mistaken, I thought. I seem that's what I remember um, hearing about. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen the stats, but it'd be good to see him back in the team anyway, regardless. Yeah, definitely. Um, does anyone have any specific points they want to make on the Bradford game before we move on? Oh, can anybody ask on, just on that? Talking of subs, Pharrell Johnson again. Good to see him make his debut. Is that mm. Johnson? Yeah. Johnson. Yeah, um, Johnson. Yeah. Is he? Can he just not head of the ball? I could not work out why he wasn't going up for corners. The guy's about twelve foot tall. <laughs> I thought that. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, is he is he an actual six foot four or a McCarthy oh, six foot four? No, he, he is, is a six foot four. He, he was. He, yeah, he's he a unit. Really That's he, why uh, I yeah. said putting him and McCarthy together, there's there's no comparison in height. Yeah. Um, he said in his interview, his player interview, when he came in, that he's he's uh, he's a threat in both boxes. So I'm surprised. Maybe maybe it was just a because he might have been put on there for pace potentially, but because I don't yeah. see the guy behind me because he just that Bradford even when they were losing just stuck everybody back didn't they for the corner and mm. um, and I was just like he was lurking kind of about forty yards out and I said you wait what we don't know he's probably got an absolute forty yard screamer in him or something was <laughs> <laughs> just gonna balance out but it just it just baffled me that he um he he just wasn't going on um uh, going up there um I only had one more thing that I know I've I hogged the airtime tonight, but I am um, only have as long one, as you're being loud. One thing, yeah, I only have one thing that I've tried. I'm <laughs> Woody Torrington's like, I'd love. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, um, the uh, one thing that did disappoint me was the state of the pitch. Yeah, we've had a few what? comments about the pitch. I was going to ask about that yeah, next. Cool. It really, I mean, that's not been that's not been played on since well, since the Man United youth game, was it nearly 10 right. days ago? And I was like, God, blimey, and I was like. I mean, did that help us? It might have. I don't know. It forced us into a few long balls where we might not have played the long ball, but um, 
Oh, blimey. I was looking at that. I mean, I don't know what it looked like from your angle because you were up in the, up in the heavens there, Nick. But down on the side, because I was quite close to the front, it, it looked really cut up. I think no, I the ground's I mean, been I'm back, oh, Sorry, Ben. I'm in the back of the town then, so you don't get oh, a great sorry, view I of anything there. I forget yeah, you're so, there now rather than there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so I didn't really notice it, to be honest. I agree it's looking tired. The groundsman did tweet a week or two ago, was it Povey, I think his name is, um, that it's had a season's worth of games on it already with the women's games and the kids' games. I don't know I mean, if that's like, made an effect. No, I'm not having that at all because I think there's been two, maybe three women's games so far this season and one one under-21 game. It's what he's tweeting. He said he's had a season's worth of games played well, on it I, already. I, I don't normally do this, but I'm calling that, that out as bullshit. <laughs> Unless they train on it or something. Possibly. No, they're Possibly. No, they're not allowed to train on it. I know that for a definite fact. So, but... <laughs> uh, Sal was saying, have the club spent the budget? Only a couple of guys with forks. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then, and then backing up my comment said, "That's crap, Ben. It's had no training or behind closed doors friendly." Hey, it's not. I didn't tweet that. <laughs> yeah, ben, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ben. I didn't tweet it. You, you, um, <laughs> the other one, and, and Nick, I, I believe you did mention it earlier, but the other one that Peter's highlighted should mention Bycroft say from Young. Yeah, he he say he looks solid keeper. Looks, you know, looks. Uh, he looks apart. I think what what was good as well. We certainly changed the way we played, which which I think helps the keeper. Um, what like I think, I we defend? There was mm. no what no not not even so much that there there were only one or two occasions from what I can remember. Might have been a few more where he played a short pass in the six yard box to start the playoff, um, and and most of it we we were not faffing about like we have done in the past. And there was one where Blake Tracy almost got caught. He just managed to get himself out of trouble. So, you know, when the keeper wanted to hit it long, he hit it long or he hit out decent passes out to the wings rather than this two, three, four passes from a from a goal kick. So and I think that that makes a difference because it doesn't put you under pressure. Um, so, yeah, from the point of view, I think he fitted in well with the back four, considering they're all relatively new. Is uh, for me, it's a, it's a massive positive, and, and hopefully he goes on from there. So he he does look the part, but say so he didn't have a great deal to do. But what he did was what what was needed. So yeah, looks good. Sam Trump makes an excellent point. Pitch is ready now for a couple of concerts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next season it's going to be like Wembley '69. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Sean saying, "Here we go. Rumor mill latest young signing tomorrow. Oh, uh, no yeah, chance. but but what? Yeah, but people are yeah. misinterpreting it. Young signing tomorrow means someone young is signing tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's what they need to understand. Uh, and yeah, we're not is... we're not signing young. Can I just put that down? It Bradford one are not sending on turning down offers to send us on loan, and two we're not." outbidding League One clubs and putting a large six-figure fee in. There's no way he's coming to Swindon. Absolutely no way. I can't see him. I can't see them selling and loaning them back either. I think a club would only buy to get them at their prime. Like He's in form at the moment. You want to buy him to play now. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's either Bradford or coming back to us. So yeah. And we all know that it won't be back well, to us. Well, Clem might pull out the back. bag before the uh, forum. 
Well, this is what Alex. This is what Alex is here to tell us, and we'll be on to yeah. that in just a few moments. Uh, London Crooner, there saying, "I'm no Percy Thrower, but what does gently tapping the surface of the pitch actually do? Is that the level of pitch maintenance we're looking at now?" And Sports Extra Plus have also messaged on Twitter saying, "What a good result for Swindon Town and Gav Gunning." On Saturday, it absolutely was. So, um, sorry, Fifey, just one more comment. Did you hear um, Gav Gunning's comment um, at the end of his press conference where he said, a couple of good signings, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's certainly throwing a couple of little nuggets yeah, out there nice and early, hasn't he? Some nice little sarky comments. I um, love him. Going around the grounds, um, there was no game for um, one Bassett women, as we know. Um, we highlighted it earlier, but it was a great weekend for Swindon Town at all levels. So Swindon Town women winning 1-0 away at Southampton. Uh, and of course, uh, Academy winning 4-0 away at Cheltenham, uh, where we highlighted that Redmond Evans had a very quick dash back <laughs> to get from starting that game to making the bench for the first team. Uh, I'm sure he's getting paid double duty. Do you think he even changed? He just kept his kit on? No, he just kept his kit on, yeah. And <laughs> just jumped in the car. Twindon. <laughs> uh, he, he would have had to change his shirt there because I'm sure he probably wears one for the Academy. Yeah. Changed his shirt, but kept his boots and shorts on. Can we afford uh, to give him two shirts? <laughs> mm. They've just got a transferable number that they keep taking on and off. <laughs> Do they not Sorry? have squad numbers as well? Are they not part of the squad numbers, our academy? Uh, they wouldn't wear them for the academy I game. Looked, yeah, I thought... I didn't... I don't know if they wear yeah. one to yeah, don't they wear one to eleven on the academy? Oh, do they, they, do it, they do it properly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it do go back to one to eleven as well. Uh, we, we should say on that note, um, it was announced today. Um, obviously, the next FA Youth Cup game, I believe, is Friday night away yeah. at Sunderland, and it is going to be available online again. So those who yeah. who want to watch it, uh, it will be available. It will clash with your favourite uh, STFC content creators, but we, we were happy if you missed the start of us to watch the end of them uh, and then come and join us for reaction afterwards. We will, of course, uh, be keeping an eye on the situation ourselves. A, a little shout out for Friday. We are going international on Friday, we've got Kieran joining us from Wales to help preview Newport. And we've also got Nick coming on from America. So we are covering all the bases on Friday as the guests continue to roll Global. in on FRI. Uh, a couple more results to bring you from the local scene that we've been keeping a, an eye on this season. Highworth, they came from behind to draw one apiece. Uh, at the weekend, it was a 76th minute equaliser, I think, from memory. Uh, and again, doing my best Craig impression, although I realise that is not a very clear table on the screen. I hope it's better for you watching. Uh, that leaves Highworth in eighth position. There was a local derby lo um, this weekend as well in the non-league scene as Hungerford uh, score late to beat Swindon Supermarine 3-2 in an entertaining fixture. Uh, the table looking a bit like this. Uh, Swin Supermarine above the dotted line. Hungerford doing much better. They are in the playoff places. So, uh, so some good local football on offer this weekend. Um... 
<laughs> I really shouldn't read <laughs> read private chat messages while I'm presenting this. It's so unprofessional. Um, aside from what we've already spoke about, it is, of course, transfer deadline day this week as well. And this is one of the main reasons we have invited Alex on. He he does so much research that it would be a waste not to give him the platform to really state his case. Um, before we let him divulge all the information on Swindon Town and the wider league and what we can expect in a few days, uh, Ned, this is your moment. Mr. Positivity himself, we are going to sign an abundance of world-class players in the next few days, aren't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely think the consensus is that this season, you know, probably from Clem's point of view is, is kind of like a, is petered out. I can't see him investing heavily uh, in the team. Um, I think it's just going to be a cost-cutting exercise ready for a big push next year. That's what I think it's going to be. So, um, But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, but, but to, to kick-start the transfer talk, Ned, I, I've prepared mm – -hmm. I say prepared. I've cheated and let Swindon Town prepare for me uh, a couple of graphics, <laughs> uh, mainly because since changing my phone, I haven't managed to get a proper lineup 11 app to bring back everyone's favourite graphic – from last year yet. So what I've done is I've gone onto the website uh, and and got the squad ready. Um, so goalkeepers, let's start there, Ned. Uh, just a quick overview before we let Alex get in. We, we list two, one of them out on loan at Supermarine, uh, definitely not being called back. Um, Wes Fodringham has announced today that he's asked to go out on loan. What do you reckon the chances are, Ned? Um, three and a half percent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Lead> to <away. laughs> yeah, no chance. Um, Do we need a second uh, goalkeeper, or are you happy with Bycroft being number one and letting Redmond Evans just continue to to dual dual duty? Um, I mean, hundred percent, we should get someone for sure. I mean, it would be unbelievably ridiculously. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is. Um, uh, naive. Na naive is the perfect word, thank you. Um, naive to think that we're going to have a keeper who's... Well, is, this is his first taste of first-team football, is it not? Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the Football yeah. League, yes. Yeah, in the, so, so first taste of football in the Football League. Uh, I think that he's going to go non-injured for the rest of the season. <laughs> it's just a crazy, crazy thought to, uh, to, to well, come past anyone's we... mind. We did tempt fate at the weekend in the chat saying that that stat had come out. The Swindon were one of the few clubs that hadn't had a red card all season. We all saw that, that Evans was playing for the youth team and was almost certainly going to get stuck in traffic, which meant Bycroft was going to get sent off and we'd have no goalie on the bench. <laughs> hey, when we pass as well as we do, we don't need a goalkeeper. Excellent. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and of course, to, to the rest of you guys, you, you, you could jump in, but we'll, I like to make use of Ned while he's here. Uh, let's talk about the defensive line then. Uh, this is the list of defenders we have available. Um, so many, all of a sudden. Well, Clayton and Devine are on there, aren't they? And they're long-term out. Uh, mm. Yeah, is on the way back. What, what is a Devine? It, well, exactly. We don't know. We've never heard. <laughs> Do you get to make his home debut? 
I'll tell you what, there's some new signings that are really pissed off that they can't have number 18, isn't they? Because <laughs> <laughs> number 18 is quite a popular number, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> in terms of the defensive line generally, Ned, do you think we need further reinforcements anywhere? Oh. It, it, see, it all depends, right? It, it, if, if I have to sit down on the floor for this because I can't. I love see how it every otherwise. question has you in personal <laughs> anguish. <laughs> I, it's right. So it all depends if you're thinking that we should push for the playoffs. If you're thinking about whether we should push for the playoffs, then of course we should, you know, strengthen the lineup. However, if it's just a petering out season, um, you know, we're going to finish mid table, then there's literally no real point from Clem's point of view, chucking in money into the, into the team. If, if that's how he feels that the season's going, that's, I'm just trying to look at it from his point of view. There's no yeah. point investing heavily, but you know, if you think that we've still got a chance of making the playoffs and pushing for promotion, then you know, maybe possibly another uh, uh, left stroke right back, somebody can play on either side, possibly. Well, Brooklyn Genesini type player. <laughs> what's a, what's a Genesini? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Brady. Woody, Woody knows what a Genesini is. A Genesini is someone who warms up for 50 minutes a game. <laughs> That's it. He's like, he's, it's like, um, you know, him coming to play for someone is just like, uh, you know, getting a gym membership, isn't it, essentially? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he only comes there for the, for the, for the sidelines and, and the bath afterwards. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, maybe like a, a, a left-back, right-back sort of player who can play both, possibly another centre-back, but we'll have Clayton coming back soon, so I don't really I don't really think any more investments required okay. at the back, I don't think. Nicely no, no, makes a, a good point, which might become more apparent the further forward we go, saying gates won't increase if you have no ambition, 7,000 will be the norm. Gary saying, of course, push for the playoffs. And Peter saying, if Bruett can get fit, defensive cover looks okay. Uh, I, I, so, I think, sorry, I think we need another right back. Yeah, we definitely need someone who can play it's, it's right back. Right back. Do you not think Genesini can deputise there, though? No. <laughs> just yeah. no. <laughs> in, in a word, he's no. Rubbish. I don't know why we gave him a contract. You can. He's just not good enough, is he? Like, it's pointless. You mean the game that he played really well against Forest Green is your basis of him not being good enough? Whenever he comes in the pitch, you can tell from Peterborough United he wasn't a footballer. You can tell from Peterborough United he wasn't good enough. Woody has gone peak Fifey there and just gone 17 octaves higher. I've never heard you speak that high, Woody. Streaky Woody. Oh, good enough. Has he played about an hour's worth of football? Poor guy. That's all, that's all the time of football you need to see from him. He's, 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 he's not at the grade, is he? He's not at the grade, for sure. He would have played more minutes, wouldn't he? If he was good enough, he would have played more than 60 minutes. Oh, no, but, like but we, we, had, uh, we had social media's favourite son, Romeo Hutton, keeping him out the team. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and look what happened to him. He's <laughs> fucking killing him. And that was um, not at all. <laughs> Brady, Brady. 
Ned, let's go to the midfield. Uh, the club website still lists Liam Kinsella, <laughs> but has taken his photo <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, God. Has <laughs> <laughs> Gary Neville got in there and crossed him out? We like to stay culturally relevant, Woody. Um, the rest of the names there, then obviously McEachran, Khan, Kane. Uh, uh, what, what are we calling him, Ben? Uh, Dovey. Dovey, thank you. Uh, Dvorak <laughs> and Aquia. Um, the eighth dwarf. <laughs> the, the interesting one here, I suppose, Ned, is if any of them go, because obviously there's been a lot of talk about Khan or Window. Yeah, well, I'm really sorry. I mean, I haven't seen him play much in recent times, but I think he's been bloody awful. Um, it's not For me, it's not going to be the end of the world. If uh, if Khan does go, I think you know if someone's going to come in with cash, I definitely think we should um, cash in. Cha ching! Okay. Thank you very much. I, I think he blew his audition with Rectum, and I don't think he's going anywhere now. Personally, or he's probably gone already. If he does go, we need two because that certainly does look light in numbers. Um, so I think we need one, if not get two in. If if Khan does leave, which he might, I just think he yeah. blew his audition. I, I okay. think at the moment. You know, the way that he's playing, there's, you know, a hundred midfielders out there that will put in as, as, as average a performance as, as he's doing at the moment. <laughs> that sounds really harsh, but he's not, he's not, he's not playing well. So, yeah, mid, um, centre mid. Um But, but, um, I mean, I, I, if, if someone's willing to, physically pay for him to go somewhere else i definitely think we should get some cash and we could replace him easily i think okay uh and then finally the attack um i've crossed out tommy adeloy because he's not coming back with a heavy heart I think. With, with a, a very heavy, heavy, heart. Heavy, heart. <laughs> heavy heart and a and clearly a shaky hand i've crossed it out <laughs> you, were, you were crying when you did that didn't you <laughs> Didn't even ask him to turn up to the media day. <laughs> um, so Glatzel, Hepper, Murphy, Sade, and Austin—the only players listed there. Ned, um, you you looking for reinforcements at the top end of the pitch? Yeah. I, I think so. I would I would like to see at least one more, possibly two more. Um, someone who's pacey, uh, and I don't know. I, I mean, like. With with uh, Gavball, um, I think um, even the most average of strikers can possibly look pretty decent because you know <laughs> we're we're incredibly attacking, aren't we? So even if you just get one goal in three games, I think you know I think I, well, I just think it got Michael Owen a World Player of the Year nomination. Playing Gavball, <laughs> just <laughs> scoring one in three. <laughs> But you know, like you know, why why not why not bring back or you know any 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 <laughs> anyone anyone can uh, he he's proven even if you're mid you can still score goals at Swindon. Um, that's, that's an end joke. Sorry, so I do apologise. It's not one for the masses. What's his name? Mark. <laughs> What's his name? Price. Price. Soul price. Soul price. That's it. Soul price. Oh, How many notes have we got left? 
<laughs> Why you want a loan sole price for Highworth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call that break. Good down. value for a Saturday night, anyway. Good value. <laughs> and and Sal Trauma say Pittman it is then net. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know if maybe a loan. The thing is, if you get somebody on, although it's we've only got the rest of the season now. But if you've, if, um, <laughs> we've only got the rest of the season. Well, getting a loan now is different than getting a loan at the beginning of the season, isn't it? Yeah, they don't because, leave. Yeah, yeah. One, they don't leave, and two, you're normally if they're halfway through, you're not really obliged to play them. They normally, if they've if they've come after the after the January transfer window or during the January transfer window, or if they're mm-hmm. over the age of twenty, you're normally looking to sign them at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. There's that, and I just think that um, I don't know. Like, what well, do we? Is this an opportunity for when? Because Carney's meant to be went he back for the youths. Not far, Carney's not main miles. He's, he's recovering a, a lot quicker, isn't he? Yeah. Is there an opportunity for a Bodo as well? You know, I don't know whether. It's a bit like the goalkeeper situation. I, <laughs> I totally off, get. Oh, that one was abroad. Been playing in Germany. Ned, who oh. did you always say we tied? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, the the guy. Oh, um, oh, for God's sake. Oh, is he about? He's a world-class striker. Oh. What's his name? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Right, keep thinking. Keep thinking while Woody carries on his point. Um, it's, the same with the goal- it's the same with the goalkeeper. It's just kind of like, do we really need to... Oh, Toby remembers. Jerome Sinclair! Jerome Sinclair. He's a forgotten man. We haven't seen you for so long now, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's the same Poor Alex has just happened to sit in the middle of all of these in jokes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's the same with the what, goalkeeper, what? isn't it? Because it can we can we call Connor Brown if um think he gets injured? Yeah, but we could get an emergency keeper, couldn't we? Yeah, because I'm just thinking like I'm not keeper. saying I do because Connor Brown's obviously gonna be staying with us now in terms of I don't think we'll be getting rid of him. No. Um I think so we've got two keepers now for next season. Yeah. Um so I just I, I, I don't think it should be a priority. I think I don't. I wouldn't yeah. want us to waste any budget on it. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. If it's like a la, if it's a free agent or something like that, just for backup for the rest of the season, um, <coughs> Lewis Ward. Um, then uh, oh no, we got rid of him. We got rid of the sensible option. Um, it's one of the, two um, players we let go to League One on a free yeah, transfer. It's um yeah, and I, I I agree with Ned on Khan. I think I was really disappointed that we let consent. I know he went to a bigger club and then. Uh, a club in a higher division, I meant to say. Um, and no, uh, it, it, division was irrelevant, it's because Cheltenham geographically is, is yeah, just better. I, just, I, I love that they use that. I think Constella, yeah, but be... you don't know where he lives, though, do you? To be fair to him, if he gets halfway between yeah, Birmingham, yeah, Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham. <laughs> that's comfortably an hour safe, though. Isn't it? So, yeah, but if he lives halfway between, a... this is half hour away, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, so. yeah so. No, fair um, play to him. Good luck to him. But yeah, no, no. I wish him all the best. I was just a bit gutted. I would, I would have been happier to see Khan go out of the two, just because I think we needed a holding midfielder. Even if you look at how we played on Saturday, we obviously are playing with a holding midfielder, um, and we don't really have one because Kane isn't that. 
Um, and, and I think he's gone a bit. Nobody's really spoken about him from Saturday because I thought Kane was decent on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but the um, but he's not a holding midfielder. He's a hundred percent that he's a ten. He's a he's a player that's playing in those attacking attacking midfield roles. So um, I would say my priority would be a bit of a a bit of another Kinsella type mold would be my yeah. priority in the window. Yeah, um, I think centre backs were okay as long as Tom Brewer stays fit. I'm not saying we're good. I'm not saying we're promotion pushers, but. Um, or playoff pushes, but the um, I think the priority needs to be a holding midfielder because I think we do have adequate cover in one way or another elsewhere um, for for small injuries. Well, Alex, nonsense aside, let's bring you in, um, and, and we'll start with Swindon. There's a number of rumours which have been around a little while, um, both in and out, uh, whether that's Khan disappearing, Brewitt disappearing, uh, Charlie Austin to Cheltenham, the most probably the most bizarre of all of them, but never say never when it comes to Swindon Town. A uh, few players linked to coming in as well. So starting with our own club, what what do you think could happen between now and it's midnight on first going into the second, isn't it? Or 11pm on, on the first? Yeah, so 11 o'clock on going into the um, first and stuff is the last. So we're actually cutting it really fine at this point. I think, as we were talking about there, there are still quite a few players that we do actually need to bring in. I think if they're they're going to bring bring in a front three, we don't actually have too many out and out wingers really. Like as as we are, we're kind of shoehorning Dratzel and and Hepburn Murphy into those positions. I think you know we've got three loan spots left. It'd be an ideal place to bring in a Premier League academy winger, someone with a yeah. bit of pace, someone who is a bit raw, a bit exciting. Um, and you look at like kind of the success we've had with when we brought in Louis Barry, for example, to, and he was a, kind of a big player in our final run in to get into the playoffs. A couple of That's seasons ago, which of us feels, you are? Yeah, it feel, feels like a long time ago. So I think I think they'll definitely try and bring in a, a winger on loan, like a, a young kid. I mean, we know they'll bring in young kids. Like it's just what they do. And uh, we a hundred a hundred million percent need a defensive midfield player, as, as Woody was saying. We've needed one in the summer. We didn't get one. We'd, we'd need one in, in January. Yeah, Huan Boateng is someone who I think we'd all be pretty happy with. And yeah. like that's something that makes sense because he's kind of out of favour, isn't he? Um, yeah. But it's not materialised yet. And it's weird that it hasn't happened so far, given that he's you know not been playing games. Maybe, he's been, maybe he doesn't want to come to Swindon because obviously geographically it's such a horrible place to go to. So like, you know, he's been waiting... <laughs> He's waiting for the end of the window to see if he can go somewhere normal like Barrow or Carlisle or somewhere like people that like where he's going to be. So who knows? I mean, obviously Mansfield, it's, it's really tricky. You don't want to leave Mansfield. It's a lovely place. So, um, yeah, I think I think they were looking at bringing in kind of um, a, a big, powerful midfielder like Pell from Wimbledon. That was a name that Flynn was actually speaking about and was speaking to, but it hasn't happened yet. And Flynn's gone now as well. So I doubt that will happen. Um, there was obviously when Flynn was here, very strong links to Jamil Matt. And that was a strong link in the summer. And, and there was a, kind of a link earlier on in the window that again, with the departure of Flynn seems to have gone quiet. We were told, weren't we, that like, oh, the recruitment won't be affected by Flynn leaving, but it definitely has been, hasn't it? It definitely has been affected by Flynn leaving. I, I think Flynn like to, to be in control of transfers a lot more and and it's kind of gone on to to Jamie Russell and and um and their team now and so they're scrambling around late in the window Tom Nichols is one yes yeah, well that's been is been mentioned late late on I would be happy to see him although 
it's a kind of player that we've already got. He's kind of a, a small striker, a bit like Paul Glatzel, a bit kind of like Charlie Austin, really, in the way he plays. He he wouldn't really fill in like a wing slot either side. So it'd be great to get the bodies in, but I don't know if it really addresses what we need. We definitely need a goalkeeper as well. Like, And you either say, right, Redmond Evans is going to be our backup and you stop playing him in youth team games because you can't be both. So you either commit to Redmond Evans, the backup, or you get in another goalkeeper. And so I think they need to get in a, a backup goalkeeper. Someone like um like a quite old, experienced goalkeeper who's just a third choice somewhere else where you can say, oh, well, you might actually play games here, come down, work with work with Bycroft, who I think for as a number one is is fine, isn't it? You just need to have a backup goalkeeper. Um how many players do I think we'll actually bring in? I, I'd be surprised if we if we did as many as three, really, knowing us. And I, I think it would be at least two loans. They they were going to sign someone today, weren't they? Gav Gunning was telling us that, oh, someone's going to come in today. And I asked, I asked my brother, and, and he was like, it doesn't sound like anything's really close, to be honest, today. Like, there was, it didn't really sound like that was ever going to happen today. So it will be an interesting kind of last-minute job, I think, on the loans. Do you remember when we... We were linked to um, Fagan Walcott from yep. uh, Tottenham, like, and it was getting really late on deadline day, and it never happened. Um, we brought in the the toolkid from Bristol City. What's his name? Forget his name now. Kaji. Kaji. Uh, yes, Kaji. Yes, it will be someone like that. It it will be like lastminute.com. It will be bringing in some kids, most likely from Bristol City, um, so, and <laughs> just to try and plug the gaps. And and we like you were saying be before, terrible. like. Like I think it was um, Ned, it was you saying like, oh, like you know, if we're just going to coast the rest of the season because we're probably fine now, why would he bring in players? But at the same time, he's got to make a sales pitch to to the season ticket holders. You guys, you know, go way more than me. I'm no longer a season ticket holder because I don't live close enough. Why would you buy a season ticket other than the fact that there's no reason why you ever wouldn't? What is the pitch for someone who's like, oh, I don't know? to actually buy a season ticket because we're going nowhere. There's no long-term plan. We don't have a, a manager in place beyond the end of the season. They, you know, there's nothing beyond the end of the season, really. It's just, yeah. So. Well, I guess the pitch could be that we're going to, pl- we're going to plow in to next season as opposed to this season. I guess that could be the pitch at this precise point in time. Oh, in obviously that would be a terrible that. pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna we, we're gonna scrimp this year, and then we're gonna really go for it next year. Um, but um, like yeah, last year, we'd all believe that, wouldn't we, Ned? <laughs> yeah. I think the only <laughs> thing that you can trust now is is actually signing players in this window because if they come out and say, guys, like seriously, this time we're gonna try and go for it in the summer, no one's gonna be believing that. Who no. who's gonna believe that? The only way that anyone's gonna buy season tickets is if we win games between now and the end of the season, and the only way you do that is if you bring in players that are going to help you win games because we're all sat here happy now because we just beat Bradford but we are we are really light on the ground aren't we if you look at like yeah. the kind of squad stuff you brought up there we we've got barely any players in any position like ideally if this <laughs> was the summer if this was the summer we'd be thinking about bringing in five more players or something like that you can't do that in January because we've already brought in loads of players you it's impossible to build a squad in January because there just aren't the right players around so the best we can do is plug gaps with loans. But I mean, you know, that's a great I, point. And and if my maths is right, Ben, we're still in negative equity for this window, aren't we? Minus two at the minute. And we had we had 
at the end of the Crawley game, we had an embarrassingly small squad anyway. We are lucky at the moment that there's injuries coming back and we've only got three players injured, but that won't last in a month's time when we're going back, because we're playing once a week again. Then a month's time will be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and then we'll be down to like a bench for 16-year-olds. Um, and we'll be back to the shit football that we've all put up with, had to put up with again. So, yeah, we're, we're uh, once again, we're staring a gift horse in the mouth demanding we all know what needs to be done and as to this point right now it's being ignored and i might actually um that say that you know pitch next season to me so i've been thinking of asking that question tomorrow because i'm going to the forum um because it's there's a lot of fans questioning at the moment well where's the long-term plan are we going to be pushing next year uh, do i really want to be spending 400 quid 500 quid with my family yeah. to watch 17 yeah, not you'll, really you'll get a stock answer ben you know you will i mean with regards to season tickets um they push the early bird season ticket i i won't be paying for that and i'll wait until we've got we know what the manager situation is next season and what players we've got next season before i even think of renewing a season ticket so i don't think it make any difference if we signed four more players by the end of this transfer window to season tickets. So would you um, not renew if Gav Gunning was the man if they said Gav Gunning is the manager next season, what what would that do to your thinking? And I would want still want to see what players we're getting in. I'd wait until yeah. we're showing a, a proper intent that we will get the right players in that is going to be a promotion push. That's that's their smart game. that's what they're doing. What they don't what they want is they want nobody to buy early by early <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then what they're going to do is they're going to wait until like the last window of season tickets, and then go, "Oh, we've just announced all of these sign-ins and all of that." Oh, smart business, really, when you think about it. Well, that, that's yeah. fine. I'll go with that. I, I would stomach that. That's fine. The uh, but, uh, fan, yeah, the fan forum does promise to be a very interesting evening. Um, I'm hoping we'll be able to sort something out to put together some kind of reaction content to it. Uh, I'm not sure how we're going to do that yet, but it certainly will be be a fascinating insight. Um, Alex, I'm quite happy I, to put my thought on. Um, yeah, with the... Um, I lost my train of thought now. Sorry, Parker, I was going to say then. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm quite happy to do a little something after my little thoughts when I go. I think John is still going. I'm not sure. I think he said something. I think he's at least going to, to half of it. He might have to leave slightly earlier. Yeah, but yeah we'll, um, we'll see what we can do. And I think Mark might be going as well. So we might see if we can get him involved. But in terms of next well. season, I think fans are going to want some permanent deals. I mean, like 18 month deals that, like, saying, well, they can be here and here next season. And some. I don't know, like Boateng type player names, players that we need and are nailed down. And to be fair, a few of them, Nick Glatzel nailed down, great, absolutely great. It's a step in the right direction. But we need lots more, lots more to restore some faith. I don't want to, I don't want this to come across as negative as it possibly will. Um, but I was having a conversation yesterday, I think. I, I say a conversation, I just replied to a, to a message we'd had uh, about particularly our. Me, personally, I have been very critical of FBT for, for the longest time at centre-back. Mm. And, and I just got a message about how well he played. And I said, no, it's true. From what I understand, he, he did play very, very well yesterday. I said, my only sort of precautionary statement to that is the saying, one, one swallow doesn't make a summer. 
you know, that because he played well, really well once, let's not think it's completely changed everything. Let's see if he can consistently do that before. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think when Bruett's back, he goes back centre back and, and FPT's push wide. And, and for that same reason, delighted how buzzing everyone is with Glatzel. Absolutely buzzing with, with how excited everyone is. But I would just say again, it's one game. Let's see if he can do it consistently before people start thinking he's the second coming of the Messiah and putting all sorts of pressure on him. He's not the second coming. He is the Messiah. <laughs> yeah, and he's a very naughty boy. Um, he's actually one of Ned's disciples. <laughs> um, Alex, Alex has a has a great ability to focus on more than just one thing, other than uh, other than what I do. So he he does keep an eye um, for me as well. Uh, well, he does it for himself, really, but he does it for me when I ask questions on what on what's going on wider in League Two. Uh, before we get on to sort of who's made good moves, who hasn't, where we might see some activity in the next few days, what I would like to do is just quick straw poll of you all, um, and Ben, I'll start with you. How many players you think we need to sign by deadline day, or like by the time it shuts, and how many you actually think we'll sign? And how, and if you can, let's do it three ways. How many might leave? Okay. okay. Um, I'm if assuming no one leaves, okay. I think we need six. I think we'll sign three. Ned, uh, yeah, Ned. I think we need uh, three, and I think one will go, and I think we'll sign three. So I think we'll be negative one on that basis. Okay, Nick. I think we need to sign four players. Okay, and. I think one will go, okay. and I think we'll probably end up signing two. Okay. Um, Woody? Um, despite what I was saying about positionally, I think we do probably need five mm -hmm. and to replace anything that goes. Yeah. Um, because I don't think the squad's big enough at the moment to okay. not replace what goes, given the fact that we've already lost one. Mm -hmm. um, realistically, I think we will sign two players online. That'll be it. Um, Toby's pretty much gone with what I was going to say. We, we need five currently. I think possibly one leaves. So that means we need six. I might stretch it to say we'll get three just because I think we have three loan spots available still. We do. Uh, so we might fill them. Um, I've been flashing a few other ones there from the likes of Knighton and Darren. We've got uh, Pete saying, expect to sign three, one will go. Need to sign four with no outgoings. Jason as well saying, need to sign five, but we'll sign one and one will go. Uh, Alex, but before you look at the wide league, what, what do you think numbers-wise we, we actually need and will get? Oh, well, it, those are two entirely different things, aren't they? <laughs> but, um, but those are entirely different things. Well, we need, what we need is about five players. We need five players uh, for the squad. And um, what we'll actually get, the, the amazing thing is, like as you said, we do have three loan spots available. So you'd think pure insanity to not 
use all of the loan spots, right? When you've got the squad that we've got, I, th- I, yeah, I think we'll we'd be lucky to get three players in. I think realistically we'll get two loans in, and then we'll I don't know magically sell Khan or something like last minute, and so we'll be sat here being like, oh, we're not actually any better off. Oh, do you think Henry's going to send us one of those "Don't go to bed" tweets? <laughs> don't go not. to bed, and then it's going to be Khan off to Manfield. <laughs> um so why the league then alex uh has anyone caught your eye this january well this is the thing it's been it's been a kind of disappointing january actually because it's been a january of of big rumors and and things falling through so i think the the rumor that was was apparently really really close to happening and could still happen that would have completely shaken up the league um, was that uh, Wrexham were going to sign Johnson Clark Harris and might still yeah. sign Johnson Clark Harris, who obviously is a goal scorer at championship level. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so whilst the deal could still go through, it's now apparently like it, it was super close and it's completely fallen away um, because Wrexham have decided they've actually they're actually happy with they got what they've got. They've got players like Ollie Palmer who've come back in that in that position. And Paul Mullins kind of responded since his injury way better than anyone thought he would and he's come a lot way long way in a short space of time and now really like in a really boring way of things like Wrexham have signed a goalkeeper a 23 year old goalkeeper and that's all they've done in the window which is a shame because they they were linked with Khan they're going to you know obviously sign Khan as for a decent amount of money they were going to sign Johnston Clark Harris they link with a number of defenders from championship level as well um but they've not really delivered on that Stockport, as we know as well, were going to sign Romeo Hutton for their basically like League Two dream team that they're trying to assemble because they signed Fraser Horsfall the other um, couple of years ago, didn't they, from Northampton, who was like yeah. best centre-back in the league. Mm. The, in the summer, they signed Ibu Torre, who was last year's best left-back in the league. And they were going to add Romeo Hutton, who statistically, even though given that we all watch him and know it's not true, statistically, he's the best right-back <laughs> in the league. So... So they were they were going to build something really strong there. They've ended up adding um, some interesting kind of loan signings. They've got another kid, Richards, from Aston Villa, um, they who's a kind of similar to Louis Barry, the next kind of big thing in terms of like it's exciting attacking dribbling winger. Um, they've also signed Odin Bailey, who they did have on on loan and scored against us earlier on in the season. They did have him on loan. They've turned it into a permanent deal. Um, and but they were supposed to do a lot more. I think the deal that has actually happened, which really stands out, I think Barrow of all people, they've signed yeah. Goal Stockton, uh, yeah. who obviously <clears throat> was tearing up League One, scored twenty six goals for Morecambe in in League One. He he's gone to Burton. He's not done so well at Burton for for whatever reason, um, but he's dropped down to League Two. And you've got to say fair play to to, um, to Barrow to get in a goal a goal scorer. He's they've signed a goal scorer to a team that already looks fairly good enough to get promoted. And yeah. I look at I look at a team like like Bauer and I think, especially with Crew right behind him in the in the league, you think, why could that not be us? Like like yeah. with Bauer, with Bauer uh, uh, bringing someone in like like Cole Stockton, we could have got someone like that. Obviously we can't get him now because we're so low down in the league, but it, it just makes you think, doesn't it? Missed opportunities. Budget doesn't have to be an issue. Uh, if if you're clever enough in the in the transfer market, and we've missed up on opportunities like that, I think um, another a team that were doing pretty well in the transfer market until today 
was AFC Wimbledon because they've obviously lost Al Hamidi, who's their most important player, he's their best player. They've got a yeah. very good fee for him, but they've got a very small window of time to replace him. And also, as you see in the Premier League all the time, when when you know when you know that a team has just been given a large sum of money, the price goes up, doesn't it? So it makes it yeah. a lot more difficult for them, for them to, to do anything to recruit. Um, but already in the window, they've signed Ronan Curtis, who scored the winner against Mansfield um, on his home debut at the weekend. He's a player who's played in League One for Portsmouth, been really good. And a signing which kind of a shock as well. They managed to get um, Kimeni Gordon, who um, was he's from Crystal Palace on loan. He was really, really good for Carlisle last season in their promotion year. Um, so an exciting set of kind of attacking players for AFC Wimbledon. Um, and I think uh, Doncaster Rovers as well, bringing in Billy Waters, a striker who I, I can confirm was was this close to joining us. Uh, and then he, he was the player that um, Michael Flynn said had, had decided against joining Swindon Town based on geographical reasons. We were very, very close to getting Waters from Wrexham, but he chose Doncaster instead. He's a player who scored um, a lot of goals in the conference at Halifax and then did it again for Barrow before joining Wrexham. Um, and I think he could have been a really good signing for us, but he's gone to Doncaster, so we'll see how he does there. Um, and then it's hard not to to look at Romeo Hutton as a good signing for Gillingham because they've signed, they've added to a team that is really struggling in terms of going forward and creating chances. They've they've signed statistically the best defender in the EFL for creating chances. So you've got to say that that that's a pretty good signing. If you um, didn't watch him all the time like we do. <laughs> let me... Let no, I'm, me throw... I'm so so about your man. I'm not, not, really, <laughs> not really sure. How them really. <laughs> Um Alex, let me let me throw a couple of names at you um, in, in hope more than expectation. Um, Jacob Wakelin. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, to be fair. Like, given he's not getting games... Given that we need a player in his position, he's capable of playing wide right or wide left. Oh, he's yeah. through the middle. He he would be he would be a good signing. It would be it would be a lazy signing, but it would actually be a, be a good addition. So I, I would welcome that, and it would make sense on all sides. So so in terms of using our loan spots, I think that would actually be a, a good bit of business. So therefore, it probably won't happen. Um, given that. Uh... Our old friend Thompson has gone to Forest Green in this window. Uh, Frankie T. Darbo coming back, given that his ex-manager completely rinsed him to the media for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I can't see that happening, especially with the new manager going in there. It, it, the new the new manager um, coming into Forest Green will see Frankie Darbo as a player who's played regular championship. A, a player who was in the championship oh, playoff final last yeah, season. Yeah. So and and he's not going to get rid of him based on what Troy Deeney says because Troy Deeney's word means nothing. So especially in the managerial world. So yeah, I I think zero percent chance that Banksy Dabo would would come here, especially given that he wouldn't necessarily be guaranteed to start. Uh, Nate Thompson gone to Forest Green Rovers. Dom Thompson. Dom Dom Thompson. Thompson. Oh Dom Thompson. Oh, I thought (laughs) it's our favourite Thompson. Nate Thompson's gone. Oh, I thought I thought because that'd be hilarious considering their manager. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nathan well, turned it down the summer. So, 
He did. Mm. He did. Speaking of um, former Forest Green managers, Troy Deeney is still registered as a player and is currently available on a free transfer. He's a nutcase, isn't he? Like, why, why would we want to go anywhere near that? Especially, we've already got Charlie Austin, so, you know, like... Don't, don't need him. Okay. Uh, there's a, a, a forward uh, up north who had a wonderful time earlier this season down south. Uh, Young, could he somehow find his way back to Wiltshire? If we're suddenly purchased by a billionaire, then yes. Uh, and the last one in similar ilk, uh, Dan Kemp. Dan Kemp, no. there's no way. He plays regular football for um, MK Dons. I'm really surprised they didn't keep him out of the squad and try and sell him as well, by the way. I, I was really surprised that he went straight in there. A fair play to MK Dons. They're, they're another team... That has had a go in the in the transfer window. They're one of the only teams that isn't like kind of relegation threatened that has made a lot of moves in and out because they're obviously accommodating for their new manager who came in um in the first half of the season. And and you can see MK Dons have already kind of risen up into the playoffs. They're they're a team that's that's gonna gonna go for it and could be a dark horse for automatics. Oh, I think by, keep, by keeping Dan Kemp and not selling him, which would have been the easier thing to do. And by playing him straight away to show that that was their plan all along, that is a that is a team that is driven to get promoted. So yeah, yeah. And to be fair, we got a nice thank you card from them, didn't we? To say that they were really yeah, we got that little video of them watching. Oh, oh yeah, MK Dons as well. I, the, do you know what? When Devoy scored at the weekend, the first thing I thought was, oh, I bet MK Dons would be pleased with that. To see, <laughs> see what we're doing. <laughs> um. Okay, interesting. Uh, so in terms of deadline day content, of course, we, we spoke on Friday's episode and, and a lot of it, again, being covered by our friends over at Lower League Look and they're doing various bits and pieces. Um, Alex, where, what can people expect from you in, in coming weeks? To be honest, like, <laughs> given the, how bad we've been recently, it's been hard to to justify going to any of the games. And, and yeah. we haven't got too many games near near London. So I, I can't honestly say that I actually know what the plan is for, for Alex Ross. We'll be going like the Tom Boardman Lounge as well. It's a very similar vein to that. Oh, you're it's going like, on a creative hiatus? You're, you're going on a creative hiatus, although I won't be doing commemorative hoodies to, <laughs> to, to mark oh. the occasion. And so you know, if we start winning loads of games, then obviously, obviously, I might might think about going to games again. But at at the moment, I I, I can't say I'll definitely be doing anything. You'll block the band away from home as well, mate. Sorry, I do love watching them, but every time you go to a away game, we get battered. <laughs> Apart from Donny, which is the most boring game this season. This is the thing. Like we, I went to Wrexham, blogged Wrexham, and we were very good for a lot of that game. Oh, I did you Wrexham, yeah. At the end, yeah. But we, we we haven't won on the vlog this season. I've only seen us win once against for a screen myself. So um, I've been told by my brother not to do it as well. So. Well, you, you know that while you're on your creative hiatus, if you get bored and want to come out of semi-retirement, you're always welcome back on FRI to share an opinion. Oh, thank you very much. Hopefully there won't be like a, an angry, oh, we need to hash everything out again. Hopefully plain sailing here on in and i can just like i can enjoy it as a fan again because it's been too long since since that's possible no 100 uh coming up on fri this week as I said we there may be some sort of reaction content to the fans forum if you are going enjoy the occasion ben will be there we're hoping john will be there possibly craig will be there as well um 
we, we, I know he was trying. Uh, if if security let Craig into that, it will be one hell of a forum. Oh, I give him the mic. Give him the mic. <laughs> Hey, tomorrow night, yeah. Right, I'm cancelling training. I'm taking I, I let Craig uh, <laughs> let Craig speak. Sorry, Ned, he's taking the hashtag. <laughs> um get to of course um the second episode of Craig and Mark's mini series diving into the transfer windows of the Clem Morfuni era was made available yesterday. Um for those who have listened to it, I've had some good feedback. Uh, if you haven't caught up on this series yet, it has had positive feedback. So please do and go and listen to the first two. I'm sure he and Mark are currently working on uh, on episode three to sound trauma says metal detect detectors needed. Mm. Um, on Friday, as I say, Fools goes international as we preview uh, our game at Newport. Kieran will be joining us as well as Nick. So that's Wales and America covered. And I'm sure we'll have anything from uh, Central Swindon to sort of borderline Gloucestershire and possibly even Oxfordshire, uh, all mm. available on the night as well. Um, <laughs> the is now suggesting a strip search. um uh, so yeah that'll be us on friday uh thank you very much for everyone in the comments uh alex thank you as always for your time uh ned we simply are not worthy of your time everyone's buzzing your back uh you never know the next appearance might not be too far away either let's let's keep our fingers and toes crossed uh, and uh, Ben, Nick, Woody, as always, an absolute pleasure for me to spend a couple of hours in your company. We've been FRI. Have a great week, everyone. Good luck to the youth team against Sunderland on Friday. We will we'll also be back on Friday. Until then, good night. You will take my hands, take my Can't fall in love with you. Who's that? Is a tattoo.